The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in open country and go after the one who is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the gospel of our Lord. What do we learn in our gospel reading today? We learn amazing, gracious, wonderful news. Jesus is God, and he's come down to seek and save his lost sheep. It started out with what Charlie read in the Old Testament, that there was this flock of sheep that were God's. And he sent these shepherds that weren't doing a good job watching over them and making sure they were fed, making sure they were hearing his word, were drinking pure water and not diluted water. And so he says, you know what? I'm going to come down myself and save them. And so we see the fulfillment in our gospel reading today. And so... I hope that Jesus leads you to believe today and seek out joy in your own repentance because that means that you have not hardened your own heart yet. You can still hear God's word. And you should seek joy in the repentance of others because they're saved. They have been shown mercy just like you. God loves all people because he made them out of nothing. And he desires to love them forever. Unfortunately, people separate themselves from God's presence. They separate themselves from their neighbor by turning in on themselves. And we call this sin. You shut yourself off from others. You doubt God's word. And above all else, you think, I'm right. Everyone else is wrong. 
This ends up in yourself hurting other people. Hurting yourself and hurting God. And because God does not like sin. In fact, he says in his scriptures he hates sin. Why does he hate sin? Because it separates him from his beloved creation that he created from nothing and desires to love forever. And so what did he do? He revealed in his divine law how people can keep from being lost in sin and being separated from God and others. So think of like a fence for sheep. But instead of just made out of wood, it is made out of strong stone that is unbreakable and unmovable, unable to be jumped over. And it keeps the sheep from straying away. And also, remember that when Jesus talks about lost sheep, he's not talking about, say, a child lost at a supermarket, like probably all of us have been lost ourselves or have maybe lost a child there. And the child is frantically trying to find mom, frantically trying to find dad, but can't find him. It's not what Jesus means. He means sheep marching toward a cliff that will end in their death, but they are utterly unaware of what awaits them. And so this is why the Pharisees and the scribes were so upset that Jesus was eating with tax collectors and sinners. They didn't get it. They thought sinners were enemies of God instead of sin being the enemy of God. Purely because it separates God from those that he loves and wishes to continue loving. No, instead, God has pity. He sees sinners as beloved little ones that he's created and wants to be with. And he wants to see them restored to a loving relationship between them. Unfortunately, because of the stubbornness of people in their hearts, this can lead them to evade or rebel against God's loving divine will in his law, especially by ignoring, especially if you can remember all of our Old Testament lessons, the Israelites wandering in the desert and God would send them uh, a, a, a prophet, a priest, Moses, And he would reveal God's word to them, and they would reject it. They would ignore teaching, ignore prophets, ignore pastors proclaiming his word. And so they would wind up in a pit. Jesus says the blind leading the blind will end up with both in the pit. People out there in the world, ourselves... We are trapped in cycles of sin. But you guys are blessed. You know and you take. You've known since you were little that there's a way out. If you repent and believe and trust in Jesus Christ's forgiveness and his death, his resurrection, 
He forgives you. He comes to you and abides in you. But the people out there don't know that. Or they knew that at one point and now they're lost. Maybe they even miss it, but they can't put a finger on why they feel the way that they feel. They're lost like sheep. Maybe you're lost. I know I can get lost in sin. I learned what was right and wrong in many regards growing up from what is on TV. I learned what is right and wrong from the internet. I would Google, is it okay to do this? And if it said yes, that was fine. We learn what is right and wrong from societal trends, even though they change. Instead of leaning on God's everlasting word. And maybe even people, maybe even you, maybe even I, know in our heart that something is wrong. We know what we are doing is sinful But our friends, the people at work, the TV, my, my school teachers growing up, Google would tell me, pastors would tell me, don't worry about it, everything's fine. Why, one might say. Why should I not worry about God's revealed divine will for my life? They might say the Bible is outdated. They might say, skip the repentance and just trust Jesus' words. You are forgiven without repent. Even though that, the message of repentance, is what got Jesus killed. And not his gracious message of everyone being forgiven of sin. They might say there is no way of righteousness to return to. There is no way of the Lord. They might say everyone's right. They might say, oh, who cares? Just do what feels right to you. At the end of the day, they might say this cold, dark world is all we get. Instead, seek out novel ways of feeling good until it all fades to black. But instead, Jesus said, enough. He came down to be with us. He became incarnate of the Virgin Mary. He lived with us. He preached repentance for the forgiveness of sins, to turn away from sinful ways toward faith in him for everlasting life, the bread of life, the ever-flowing spring of everlasting water, Jesus Christ. His word. He says, Christ, his word, all his words in Moses, in the prophets, the Psalms, they're all God breathed. They're useful for teaching, correcting, and growing in the path to God. The word of God is like cold water. It refreshes on a hot day. It is a spring of life that never runs out like the gas in your gas tank or the energy 
that you spend at work and then the extracurriculars and then cooking dinner and you just feel depleted at the end of the day. Christ's word in that living water does not run out. And it waters the broken ground, the dry ground of your heart, your neighbor's heart, Elkgrow Village's heart. And it springs to life all kind of greenery, new life and growth. And so when Jesus came and gave his word, the truth, he said, repent and be baptized. Those who repented, who were turned away from their old ways and remained following Jesus, were saved. And those who rebelled against him, like they did the prophets of old, they ended up putting him to death by popular vote. And the devil thinks that he's won. The Christ, the living Son of God, is dead. He rejoices. But by Christ's sinless life, his perfect obedience to death, his sinless bloody death, He instead pays for the sins of all people because he is perfect. And so a person must repent daily. They must turn away daily because they continue to have the evilness of the flesh persuading them to do wrong. The the evil of the world persuading you to go against God's word. The devil himself putting thoughts in your head saying you'll never be good enough. What you see in the mirror is disgusting. You've heard all these things before, but remember the devil is called the father of lies. He's a liar. He wants to lie so that you don't believe Christ's words about you. You are forgiven. And so faith might be created in someone's heart usually in our circles, by being baptized as a baby. Or maybe Jesus also teaches this in response to hearing or reading the word of God preached or taught. And when that happens, Jesus says, the angels rejoice. The company of heaven rejoices. The church on earth rejoices. You rejoice. Because this person, a lost soul, a lost sheep, was won over from complete and utter darkness to light. And so we should train ourselves to seek after that kind of joy, to to rejoice over that kind of win. Instead of your favorite sports team winning or how your favorite junk food tastes on your tongue, rejoice that a lost sinner has repented and has joined you in the fellowship of the Christian church. Put yourself out there in conversation. This could be the first, if so, thanks be to God, time that someone has heard the gospel, or this could be the last time they have a chance. And it just so happens they met you at Jewel this day. Rejoice, But also be weary. It's later than you think. You never know when your own death, the death of the person you're talking to, or the return of Christ is coming. And so, because we don't know, 
we daily, hourly, by the minute, repent, turn away from our old way, and trust in the Lord's mercy. Call up that family that you miss coming to church. Invite them back. Tell them everything's okay. We just want to see you. We miss you. Call up your kids, especially the ones that live in the area, and invite them back like Jesus would. I have been asked by the Interfaith Council of Elk Grove Village to also comment on what may have been either distressing or exciting to you in the past few days. It turns out that we will be receiving about 60 immigrants to the Elk Grove Village area. This is an excellent opportunity to show people that have had very, very hard lives that we cannot imagine that Jesus Christ loves them and died on the cross for their sins. But why? Why would I share the gospel? The reason why is because you were once lost, but now you're found. Jesus left the others and came to find you. And against your will, he picked you up, kicking and screaming, and slung you around his shoulders, and now you are saved. You were shown grace. You were shown mercy by God himself when you were lost in sin and totally unaware, like Paul says in the epistle today. I am the chief of sinners, but I was shown mercy. I can't believe it. I'm so thankful to Jesus Christ. And so you want to show others mercy, to love them by helping them to realize that they too are slaves to sin. Like you were once a slave to sin, but you were set free by Christ's free gospel, the truth. The truth will set you free. You were dead, and now you're alive. The angels rejoiced. Your church rejoiced. Your family rejoiced. They probably ate cake the day that you were saved. Keep the party going. This life mirrors Jesus Christ's life. You begin with your baptism. And you continue in remembrance of it, the washing away of sin, the creating of new life in you. It continues with the hearing and the sharing of Christ's holy word in his gospels, in the Old and New Testaments, and the receiving of Holy Communion when you are ready. These are called the means of grace, or as my friend likes to call them, God's supply lines. This is how he serves you. This is how he gives you the forgiveness of sins won by Christ on the cross of Calvary. He earns your forgiveness of sins on the cross and he dispenses them to you by his word and the sacraments. Continue to receive his grace in these ways for he says, as long as my sheep hear my voice, they will follow me. And also... Be his means of grace by sharing his word with others, beginning with those that you love most. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.